Thank you very much, Asti. A very warm welcome to everybody. Um, if you're in the UK, I think you need our warmth from Southeast Asia to filter its way across West all the way to the UK. Um, uh, good morning to you. Good afternoon if you are uh, in the Asia time zone. Um, and a very particular welcome. This is a, a landmark occasion. This is the first, the first open webinar of the Britcham Human Capital and Education Member Focus Group. Uh, congratulations to our chairman, Paul, for his great leadership um, in bringing us this far. And I know that this is the first of many that are going to be planned and delivered throughout 2021 as well. Um, a particular welcome also to our university partners. Uh, you'll see them on your screen there. Um, these are the partners of the new Britcham Human Capital and Education Centre, uh, a centre set up to provide an holistic approach to guiding students into the right programmes with the right universities and partnering them with serious uh, businesses that form the Britcham membership. Um, more about today, we've got three absolutely fantastic speakers, um, uh, Putri, Ime and Caroline. Um, I, I won't go through their bios, you've all had a look in uh, when you decided to register for this webinar. Um, they have one thing in common, uh, a very important thing, um, and that is that they are each graduates of British universities. Um, and the other thing that they have in common, they have taken perhaps slightly unconventional routes to finding the way, the, the place that they are absolutely at the moment in terms of their career and business development. Um, they are models and tremendous examples of, um, uh, of having a flexible approach to how they develop themselves and in particular in embracing entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship. Um, we, we've asked each to do nothing more than a nice casual approach to sharing with you their journey, the journey from uh, at the beginning, what inspired them to decide on the UK as a place to do their study, um, perhaps what also was behind the decision um, relating to the actual qualification that they decided on and then to just give you some sound bites of how things moved and developed from there to, to bring you up to date with where they are now. And from there, we plan to embrace some of the questions that have been pre-submitted. Uh, as Asti mentioned, you're very welcome to pop questions in the Q&A box. Uh, Paul will try and deal with as many of the questions as possible. And we want to develop this into a nice, uh, relaxed chat show style webinar uh, where whether you're in the HR sphere and wanting to under, understand more of the mindset of the younger generation, or your students embarking on major decisions, um, or you're in the world of uh, academia, academia acad, acad, I'll try that one again. Um, there, you can go um, back to school, Chris. Yeah, I must go back to school, mustn't I? Thank you. Um, uh, anyway, a nice relaxed approach so that you get out, you get out of this what's important to you. Okay, um, with that, I'd like to pass the baton over to our uh, first guest and speaker, um, Putri. Um, Putri is presently co-owner of the Dejamu brand with a couple of outlets in and around Jakarta. Um, but um, Putri, your story, please. Thank you, Chris. Hello, everybody. I hope everybody is in a good shape today. Um, I'm pretty sure we're very bored nowadays with the pandemic, but I hope everybody stays strong. Uh, thank, you. thank you for the chance to be together with excellent panelists today. So as uh, Chris said, uh, I try to be uh, to share my story with more casual. I hope this uh, more like sharing. So we can all, uh, I, uh, I hope uh, there will be benefit from uh, my sharing today. I uh, started off uh, my career as a legal counsel. I graduated uh, from Trisakti. I pursued a law degree majoring in business law. And then I, I was uh, lucky enough that I directly before I graduated, I, I directly joined a company. And then after working for several years for that uh, Indonesian construction company, I got sent off to UK uh, for a master degree. And uh, I think, uh, 
the first time I decided to go to Liverpool and uh, to pursue my master in Liverpool John Moores, it's as simple as because I love the Beatles. <laughs> That's the Beatles hometown and I, I love it. I grew up with the Beatles. So I just kind of like the idea of studying there. And then after I assess the uh, subject that I love, I think uh, Liverpool John Moore is more suitable to my personality with my mix. And so I pursue construction management as my uh, master degree. I didn't pursue law because I was more interested to know how to build a project, to understand a project from the scratch, and then further uh, to study more uh, how to apply the legal principles to a project. That's why I chose uh, construction management. Afterwards in uh, Liverpool, uh, when I was in UK, I really had a great time there. It's not about only the knowledge at school, but because I got a chance to, uh, to work part-time, of course, legally work part-time. And then uh, I, I started as a shop assistant in Lime Street Station. And I think that's how I, I, I was triggered to, to, to start off my business because I felt it's very enjoyable working and serving people before they get off train and just say how you do. Even I didn't really understand what they're saying because of their scouts accent. <laughs> And, uh, but then I finished after, after uh, a year, I finished and then I came back. Uh, oh, also I, I, I was so lucky that I got into uh, Indonesian Student Association in the UK and then I got to meet a lot of people that inspired me uh, when, I'm back, uh, when I was back in Indonesia. And then uh, I further continue my legal works uh, for around eight years. And then uh, I think started 2015. I felt I need something else in my life after after study abroad, after working so many years in illegal works. I feel I need to grow. And how to grow? I I, I ask myself, oh, where can I grow? When? And so I I try to find mentors. I try to find partners. And then uh, I, uh, we tried together to open a noodle shop, a small noodle shop. And afterwards, after a year, uh, I started to find out my personality. And then I think, oh, I don't really like food industry. Then I moved to uh, beverage. Then uh, 2020, uh, I think around January, I, uh, together with my friends, also my partner, also in the UK, actually, uh, he studied in Leeds and now he uh, worked in London. Uh, it's far, but we, I think the, the interesting part is no matter how far you are, if you have the same vision, you can always get, you can always collaborate together. It uh, doesn't, doesn't matter you if, you if you meet that often or if you talk that often, as long as you really communicate and understand each other. And so we, uh, we happened to meet uh, brilliant uh, youngsters also that uh, invent the brand of the Jamu. Then we talk. Uh, I then I uh, I'm fortunate enough to to get the license. So we open a chain stores for the Jamu. The Jamu is uh, Indonesian herbal drinks, traditional drinks that promote a healthier lifestyle. Uh, in in addition to lots of uh, fun beverages uh, in Indonesia. So. Afterwards, uh, we and Corona happened, so Jamu suddenly becoming a hit. <laughs> I don't know if it's uh, God's way to say that. Okay, you, you find your your calling now in Jamu. <laughs> but uh, right now, currently, uh, I I I left uh, corporate world and start to uh, focus to. Uh, to improve uh, my business skills and to continue to uh, to open markets. And currently now I'm in Makassar to do a market test for the Jamu. Hopefully if uh, Makassar uh, market goes well, I think we're going to expand to Makassar. I think Chris, back to you. Okay, thanks very much. Um, a great positive. A great potted history, eh? Um, and uh, I, I suppose there's, um, the, there's, there's a message for uh, a number of the university partners that might be on the call here, um, that it isn't always the attraction of the academic qualification that draws people to the university. 
or the city or the town or the environment. In this case, it was the Beatles. Um, and of course, the rest is a very, very pleasant history for you. Shop assistant at Lime Street Station. Legal, I'm not quite sure about that. Anyway, um, thanks very much, uh, uh, Putri. And um, I'm sure that Paul will develop um, some, some interesting questions around some of the points that you've made. And for sure, we wish you luck with your uh, market soundings in Makassar. Um, I'd now like to move to Ime. Um, Ime um, has a very contrasting career and in a very, very different type of position at the moment. Um, she's Director of Digital Technology, Sales and Marketing at the Michael Page Group in Indonesia and was uh, one of the uh, founding members of the team when that um, when Michael Page first made their market access into Indonesia um, back, I think it was around about 2013, if, if I remember correctly. Um, Imei, over to you. Thank you so much, Chris, and also Dr. Paul for inviting me. Um, and thank you everyone for listening. I hope that everyone here is safe, staying safe, warm, and also sound. Uh, and please, uh, being stay very very positive um so a little bit more background about myself um uh when i first graduated i was the alumni of uh, university of san francisco so i studied in the u.s for the past three and a half years and somehow every time i completed my degree um, it tends to be a global financial crisis so when i get to graduate in 2008 again the u.s was hit by a crisis um, and i tried to find a job in the u.s but couldn't find one being a foreigner and all that so decided to come back to indonesia and at that time um jakarta itself was very different um there is no such thing as grab gojek all these tech companies so what i find myself doing is i ends up in a uk british based companies as well so i joined hsbc which i'm sure everyone here is very familiar with um and at that time um there isn't many people at my age uh because they kind of stopped hiring also in 2009. So I was there for the next four years. Um, two years I was in the HR team. And then on the third year, I've asked to move to the corporate banking. And without me realizing is um, that's, I think, uh, one of the key skills of being an entrepreneur. You have to want to take the risk. You must be willing to take the chance. Um, don't be afraid to try something new. Um, so I spent two years in the HR, two years in the corporate banking, and in my fourth year, I realized that um, I want to continue my study again. And one of the main reasons uh, I have picked UK is I have to agree with Putri. Um, it's because of the country itself. I decided to choose London. Uh, I went for my MBA program for one year in London. And for those of you who wants to continue your degree or want to study in London, one tip is is a one year is never enough. So I would really say that um, London is an eye opener uh, to me myself. I didn't, I wouldn't say I wouldn't much learn about the university, but I feel like I'm learning much more about the city, the culture itself. Uh, the people there comes from various nationalities. Um, they can look like, well, in Indonesia, we call that bule, but I would say confidently, my English might be better than them. <laughs> it's very different than what I experienced in the US. So I spent one year in Imperial College and I feel that um, in, in one degree, education system in US and UK is very different. Um, so in the UK, you tend to be uh, encouraged to be entrepreneur. And actually one of the, the other main reason I have chosen Imperial is because they just opened a course in entrepreneurship. So I enrolled in that and they have given me a couple of case studies project to work on, uh, but uh, it was much of a project, you know, there wasn't much of an execution because one year is not enough to see everything through. So 2013, again, there's not a crisis hitting the UK and the Europe. Uh, Try to find a job there again, couldn't find one, so keep on applying to Indonesia. And I'm lucky enough, I was contacted by Michael Bates. Not many people uh, knows what Michael Pitts does. And even when I was contacted by one of the consultants based in Malaysia, I was like, who are you? Are you somebody by the name of Michael Pitts or are you a company? Like, I really have no clue at all. And uh, they keep on pitching to me the idea of I will be one of the first, what we call as the launchers to set up the team in Indonesia. 
uh, then I'll get to meet with all the C-level, senior level. And this is one of the skill set uh, if one day I decided to leave and start my own business because you have to be able to build that confidence to speak to so many different stakeholders, uh, whether they're Indonesians or they're not Indonesians. So November 2013, I decided to join my page and um, first couple of months, it was quite shocking because coming from HSBC, a 2000 employees back then, when I joined my page, we only have like eight people. Like I can literally see my college from one end to the other and we can literally hear whatever are being spoken over the phone. Um, and even when it comes to our first paycheck, uh, we physically receive a check instead of a bank transfer. And then I realized, you know, this is very interesting. I don't think it's very corporate. Uh, and throughout my years in Michael Bates, I've been promoted several times already. Um, what is one of the most significant moment is definitely when I took up a role to build the digital and technology team. So this is as someone who has the expertise in talent recruitment, I speak to so many founders, uh, their ages varies. And one of the complaints that I have received is sometimes it's very difficult to find a talent who has the entrepreneur mindset. So that goes back to uh, why I feel that this topic is very, very important. As an employee for a corporate, you still have to have that entrepreneurship mindset, even though you might call it differently. And being an entrepreneur, one thing that I've learned is do not just stick to the job description that you will be given. Ask for more if that's of an interest one. Um, my leaders are not mind readers. Don't expect them to know what you are thinking. If you get bored doing one task, ask for more. Ask for a rotation to different teams because clearly it's easier for you to move to other team to learn something new than to move to a new company or a new job. So this is something that I have encouraged um, the future consultants of Michael Bates. Um, in Michael Bates, even though we are a public listed company, they will be given the authority to decide, to make a lot of decision making, to be their own entrepreneur. So more often than not, my team members are very active in that doing recruitment. Uh, I have given them task to help me in terms of social media. So if you visit Michael Page's Instagram, it's all made by our consultants. We didn't outsource this to any agencies, nor did we ask for the help of the Singapore team. And this entrepreneur mindset is something that um, can be developed, you know? Um, so I think there are a couple of things, uh, there are a lot of topics on entrepreneur entrepreneurship also, but one thing for sure is do not be afraid to take the risk. Um, we don't know what's in it for us. Um, and then do not make too much assumptions. Speak to people, ask, do your more research. Um, don't just think that, okay, this is too much of a risk unless you have been there. Yeah, so um, I would really encourage um, everyone here to start taking more risk and by I would say calculative risk. Thank you all. Thank you. Excellent, uh, Emma. And just to, uh, just to add that, um... Your, your boss in Jakarta in Indonesia, and also I, I think he has a more regional remit now, is also a very valuable member of the board of the British Chamber of Commerce as well, Oli Riches. Um, great to hear your story again, talking about the, the wonders of life in the UK and one year not being enough. That's a very, very interesting point. But um, uh, of course, now, um, uh, all things being equal, students going in the UK will be able to stay on for an extra couple of years after their qualification as well. So that, uh, that additional attractive lure of an education in the UK. Um, I, think, um, I think it's fascinating to hear you uh, talk with great belief in the statements that you made, willing to take a risk, must, must be prepared to take a chance, and you must want to do something new. Uh, I think that encapsulates to a very large degree the spirit of entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship as well. Um, our third uh, speaker, uh, Caroline. Caroline is Managing Director of Pete Roswell Mitra Picasa. Um, she also has um, an interesting but different story again to the other two speakers. Um, and I'll, I'd like to offer the floor to Caroline. Hello, everyone. Um, Hi, Caroline. 
Hi, uh, thank you, Chris and Dr. Paul, for the opportunity. And thank you to everyone who joined us today. Um, so I will try to make it as uh, exciting as it can be. I was educated in Malaysia and Singapore prior to obtaining my master's degree from Bristol, United Kingdom. Uh, I chose Bristol because I always dream to be a strategic management consultant. And I was grateful that my university offered that course. Um, in my last semester, I was put into a group and faced a problem that a UK-based company had. Uh, we actually gave them a solutions and it made me fall in love with strategic management even more. So I had a lot of fun in the UK and UK holds a really special place in my heart. And then, um, so after that, I started my career as a management consultant in Indonesia. Uh, focusing on strategic management plans, catering to Indonesia, medium to large companies and government institutions. Um, I was also specialized in corporate governance for largest family-run businesses. Yeah, for I think around one to two years. And then I joined uh, Rosso Group Indonesia in 2016 uh, when I acquired the company together with two other investors. So. Mm, my two other investors were rather, um, rather old, and they don't really understand the digital, the power of digital marketing and social media. And at first, uh, we had a lot of a lot of uh, disagreement. And then, but uh, I told them that please just uh, trust me and let me run the company. Um, and yeah, I gave them the result. In a year, we actually hit. Uh, 1 million US dollar in our first year. So we turned from a bankrupt company to a company that actually uh, produced profit. Uh, wow. Initially, the company operated in importing and distributing baby products. So we, take, we took uh, a lot of brands from uh, South Korea. And now we had a few brands from all over the country like uh, German. Australia, um, South Korea, uh, Philippines, USA, and uh, also China. Yeah, so right now we have over 100 distributors around Indonesia and the company has grown distributing brands across several uh, retail segments. And recently we also provide services tailored to renowned corporate clients like Pertamina, Panin Bank, uh, FWD Asset Management, and et cetera. So yeah, uh, at first when I started this company, it was just me alone. So it was just started as the three of us. Um, it was just me and one sales and another is a admin. So whenever I have a meeting with uh, directors from, yeah, one of the directors in Indonesia and wanted to put my brands into their uh, department stores, the security actually asked me to get out because they think that I'm too young to run the company. Mm, but what I can say is just you have to believe in yourself and the more people look down on you, the more you can prove that you are more than just that. So yeah, in, uh, it's been four years since I run the company and right now my investors really trust me for whatever, whatever decision that I make. And who wouldn't trust that face and that smile, hey? Uh, yeah, wonderful, Caroline. And a third person who said that they fell in love with the UK. I, I, I know I'm, I'm being subjective here um, because I am British, um, but I've talked to many, many students that have been educated in many different parts of the world. And I honestly have never heard more students say more times that they developed such a wonderful empathy and sense of belonging with the UK as others who've been to other countries in the world. It seems to be, uh, it seems to be a very, very consistent story. So the experience is, is, um, is, is equally as important as the actual qualification as well. Again, some, some consistent messaging, I think, from, from the three believing in yourself and uh, hey, what's, uh, what a challenge to take on a country that a company that's failing or failed and about to be thrown on the rubbish heap 
and having the confidence and belief to be able to pull it back from the brink and turn it into something great. The only thing missing, Caroline, from your wonderful portfolio, I didn't hear any mention of baby brands from the UK, right? So I'm gonna, I'm gonna put you together with our market access support team who are always trying to find partners for British brands accessing Indonesia. We're gonna fix that, all right, promise? All right, I promise. Okay. All right. Um, with that, I, I'd like to um, I'd like to give some time to um, Chairman of the Britcham Human Capital and Education Member Focus Group, uh, Dr. Paul Aitken. Paul currently uh, in the UK. Can't wait to get back to uh, Southeast Asia. I know. Um, I'm sure that's going to happen very very soon. But uh, Paul, I'm I'm sure you've got lots and lots of observations that you like to develop with these uh, three very talented, brave, and successful ladies. Thank you, Chris. I'm even more um, subjective than you because um, I, I now I now met someone that that likes the west of England, uh, Bristol, and I'm just I'm just I live um, about forty miles south of Bristol, so um, so it's great to, great to hear that I've got somebody that's that's studied close to where I am. Um, yeah, so just we'll just go into the in, into the questioning um, now. Um, so what I'd like to do is obviously first of all. Um, Thank, uh, thank Putri, Imi, and Caroline for for those stories. And you can already see that there's some common there's some common themes coming out of the of the stories. Um, and maybe we can just explore some of those things in a little bit more uh, detail. Um, so um, first of all, though, um, bearing in mind that what I heard was that you've all been on a journey. Um, of course, we didn't hear too much about your earlier lives. Well, guess what? We've got um, um, a younger student, Anne Vu, from um, ACG School, Jakarta. And um, it'd be interesting, interesting to see what Anne Vu is interested in, in relation to your stories. So, Anne Vu, what, quest what questions do you have for the three ladies, please? Um, hello. Um, Hello. <laughs> Hello. Yes, we can hear you. Okay. Um, oh, so, there you are. Uh, thank you for your stories. It, they were really, really interesting, actually. I had fun um, hearing about them. And I was really um, curious about how, like, the process before carrying out your business when you were thinking of ideas to put forward, how did you decide between carrying out an already popular concept versus something no one has ever done before? Great question. Doesn't, ma doesn't matter who picks, picks it up, um, ladies, any, any one of you can, can pick it up and then we can um, you know, develop, the, develop the response. So if I may. Thanks. Thank you, Angfu. I hope you're enjoying our stories. Well, for me, it's uh, to understand. Uh, first, you have to understand yourself first before you choose uh, what what brand or what product you are really passionate about. For me, after so long uh, trying to find things that I wanted and do do some research. That, for example, just a very simple research: what I love to eat, what I love to drink. As simple as that. And then from that, I started to understand, oh, I really love Indonesian products. Everything locals, I really love because it's cheap. <laughs> so uh, that's starting, starting off from that, I happened to meet uh, a great talented uh, youngsters that invented this product uh, called the Jamu. And I was really in love with the product because uh, on top of uh, using uh, Indonesian herbal drinks, uh, they also use uh, premium products uh, premium honey as a sweetener, but it's from the local uh, the local farms as well. That's why I, I, uh, I, I choose that, uh, I choose this product on top of uh, another existing big brands that already existed in the market. So I think it's very important to understand first who you are, be honest of uh, what exactly you like, what you don't like. Then from that, you can, you can start to form uh, what options that you are into. Can 
uh, add a little bit? Of course, please. Yeah, I, I actually agree. Um, and I actually wanted to add that I wasn't born as an entrepreneur at first. I was so scared to make the wrong decision and didn't believe in myself as well, especially when you have uh, two investors that actually believe in you and put their money into it. But as the time goes, I learned that entrepreneurship is neither science nor an art. It is a practice, it is a practice to make the wrong decision and find a better solution to fix it, a practice to be optimistic, to have a vision, to lead a team, to create network, to communicate, to love the risk, and even to love the people when you don't even want to love that person. Thanks, Caroline. Ime, did you want to add anything? Uh, I think mine is quite different because um, in my business, we didn't have any product to sell. So it is more about understanding what you will enjoy. So for example, uh, we've got consultants here who likes uh, making uh, Instagram posts. So what I've been doing is to drag them in and give them like marketing projects, um, get involved. And with Christmas coming up, we've got consultants who are so passionate about creating events internally. So what I do is to delegate this task and then they will get them done better than what we've done so far. Thank you. And Vu, is, is there, did you have a colleague with you that wanted to ask a question? Oh, no, sorry. No, okay. Is, is, did you want to ask anything more? Um, you can start answering the other questions. Okay, okay. thank you very much. Really, really good question. Um, yeah, so um, you've, all three of you have been all around the world and back again, haven't you, really? You know, with uh, with studying and meeting different people, and you know, and having partners from different parts of the in different parts of the world as well. I just wondered a question for you. Um, what what have you in terms of your entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship? What have you learnt from from all that, from that travel, from that mixing? Um, what have you What have you learnt that's helpful to you as a, as a, a an intra entrepreneur? Uh, I, I can go first for this one. Uh, so uh, I, I love traveling. Before COVID, I tried to travel as much as possible. And what I can relate is um, I'm the type of traveler uh, who doesn't plan in much details. I know where I would like to visit in those three days trip, but I didn't put any specific route. Uh, like every hour, I don't have much details. And I'm someone who loves to walk because outside Jakarta, it's a safer place to walk. So being an entrepreneur, I can relate to the type of traveling I've done. Um, sometimes you just get lost in the city. You know where the destination that you, you want to achieve. But to get there, you, you can have like so many different routes. Uh, for example, um, the last trip I have was in... Uh, so I went back to London and we wanted to go to um, the winter wonderland and we know the GPS will point us there but along the way we'll just make random stops and which is not on the way and we just enjoy the journey there and the same with entrepreneur you know you know the destination you know the results we want to get the process can be different and it's all learning part uh, and it's part of the learning as well mm -hmm. thank you thank you Amy. Caroline Putri, any any anything else that um, that you that that you learnt that that's really helpful to your um, to your entrepreneurship? Well, actually, when I travel, I tend to uh, look for the people and to learn the culture in the country. And right. um, yeah, for me, traveling is something to take my mind off uh, from my from my uh, from my day-to-day -day, uh, life from my uh, company and everything else but you know as an entrepreneur you cannot really abandon your business and just like forget everything so yeah I right. think the last trip I had was actually uh, last month it was I went to Bajo with my friends and uh, it was it was it was a moment for me to actually just forget everything and forget about COVID nineteen and we were just in that uh, boat and we were just you know in a private boat and sure. yeah and I had no signal at all uh, it was really really great. Sure, Bucci, would you like to add anything? 
Yeah, thank you very much. Yeah, I come from not so well off come, uh, family. So when I was growing up, I didn't have uh, the luxury to travel. And yeah. actually, when I got that scholarship from the company, it was my first time ever to go to UK. And I was so uh, overwhelmed with the feelings. Right. And, uh, and that's, that's where the part that I, I realized I need to start living. Because when I was growing up, I was so scared of having no money. I, do, I think maybe some people here in the webinar can relate how how you sleep at night, waking up afraid not having a money. Sure, sure. So, but uh, when I was there, I met, uh, I was so surprised that uh, my classmates, because I was the only Indonesian, and that's why I think I, I chose Liverpool John Morse by that time, because I understand uh, very little Indonesian there. So I, I just wow. thought it's it's very nice to have a mix uh, of uh, multicultural students uh, in the class. And then uh, because of construction management, of course, uh, most of my classmates are male, but they're all very... Uh, very understanding and they speak very uh, very slow because by that time I don't really speak English I don't really understand it and uh, I guess that's that really play a big big role uh, during my entrepreneurship time like this when yeah. I when I decided to leave a, a very stable job even yes. most of most of my family members said you're crazy you're you're now finally in the place that you are have a stable life finally you have money why you yeah. want to live after for so long you're so afraid of not making money yeah but i guess it's it's kind of part of growing up yeah and that's what i learned a lot from there that uh i learned to start living there i mean living my life there and then i when i came back i, I started wondering how how to grow how to actually live here and that's uh, I think the calling of become entrepreneurship from that from that experience, and then I think it's so uh, it, it teaches me a lot because now as an entrepreneur you have to listen around you, you have to have lots of empathy. Like all my friends up there, they have lots of empathy to me when I I was always on top of my class. When I was there, that's the first time I got a C in my life. <laughs> that was so depressing. But lots of my friends helped me, encouraged me, and that's what I think uh, really needed in current in, in current situation, especially when you started uh, to do your own business, for example. Sure. You need you need to seek help, and you need to help people. That's very very uh, helping my experiences up there. Thank you so much. Let's um, let's turn to some of the questions that were sent in in advance of, of, of today, and um, and we've got a couple of questions in the chat. Quite a number of the questions that came that that, that have come that have come in are to do with um, this. Well, it's in the title of the of the of the webinar today, actually. Future proofing, future proofing your career. What what is it? What is it about the the the, the skills and experiences? and insights that you've gained through, um, through your entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship, and indeed your career in general. What is, it, what is it about those skills, perhaps we can tease out a little bit more about what those skills are, that will, that will, that will future-proof you? Because uh, you know, for everyone, uh, all the time, at any age, it's, it's, a difficult, it's a difficult job market, isn't it, out there at the moment, in all honesty, yeah? Um, but that just doesn't apply to, to younger people, it applies to people in mid-career as well. So, um, yeah, if you could just perhaps just talk to what is it, what is it that's helped you now for, for your futures, to, to future-proof yourselves? What, what, what have you gained that will help you continue to have a, you know, a happy, fulfilled uh, and hopefully prosperous, prosperous life? Maybe I'll yeah I'll answer first. Um, in in my industry, one of the key skills that we promote, um, especially for fresh grads or mid managers, is the high level of curiosity. Right. Um, yeah. So that's one of the key skills that we develop, um, and that actually comes with another one, which is like do not make assumptions. Uh, that yes. comes hand in hand. 
uh, because in life we make a lot of assumptions without having a proof of how we conclude that. Um, second key skills that I feel will have been very, very beneficial to develop uh, where I am right now is being not afraid to ask. Uh, because in Indonesian culture, sometimes we feel reluctant to ask. And this is also the same as uh, when I first uh, went to US and also to the UK. Not People will just raise their hands in the classrooms. Whereas in Indonesia, if you do that, the teachers will be like, hey, what are you doing? There's no asking, it's just me talking. <laughs> so. <laughs> Definitely, um, the, the key of don't be afraid to ask, that's something that I, I would encourage. Thank you, thank you. Yeah, I think it's, it's very, uh, very uh, well put by Ime. I think it's also not the thing. It's always nice to uh, always think you're not good enough. So right. you, keep, you keep asking, you keep challenging yourself, you keep, and it's, 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 as long as it's not bringing you to the darker side, I think it's always nice to, to think that you're not good enough. Yeah. yeah. I'll just add a little bit. Um, I, always, uh, I always promote, um, wait. Uh, I always promote and support entrepreneurial uh, environment, entrepreneurial environment by creating a strong culture of innovation. So, Adaptability right. and the hunger of innovation is very important in this ever-changing era. Yeah, thank you, thank you, thank you. And 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 where do you where, where do each of you where do each of you get your um, where do you get your motivation and your resilience from? Because it's tough. It's tough. I mean, you're all you're all three of you are doing tough. It's it's tough jobs, right? But where 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 are you getting that from? <clears throat> I think, uh, if I may answer, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think uh, working in a company, a big corporate world also helped uh, my personality to become disciplined because our, uh, uh, as a legal counsel, we work very long hours, like impossible hours, but we still made it. So it kind of uh, adds up to the discipline, to the personality that you have to attend, you have to uh, final, you have to complete every task you're given. So it, yeah. uh, for me, uh, for, from my experience, it's, it's, it, it's been helping me a lot to have a, a legal counsel as a first career first. Right. And then uh, from, that, from that career, I, I, I am uh, I'm more too used to having a goal, to achieve the goal, and then working back, what are the steps need to be taken to achieve the goal? And that's, uh, and if I have no goal, uh, I'll be confused right. and that's why I guess that, that keeps me motivated every day that I keep right. finding uh, how to achieve the goal, the bigger goal. Right, thank you, thank you. Let me, uh, yeah, any, any, anyone else like to, to add anything? I actually agree with uh, you and I would suggest that when you graduated from uh, the UK, um, from university, I would suggest you to work as a professional first at a company um, because it's hard to know where you are going if you don't know where the great entrepreneurs before you have been. Learning wow. firsthand from these successful entrepreneurs as their employee will help shape your discipline, your motivation, you know what are their weaknesses and you will avoid their mistake. Right, right, right. So I think we're hearing, Paul, aren't we? It's the, the, the corporate background provides the structure in which yes. this entrepreneurial and intrapreneurial spirit can actually flourish and, and thrive. And without it, there's perhaps yes. risks that are unmanageable. Yeah, definitely. Some personal disciplines, but also some things about, you know, doing your, doing your research, actually completing tasks, you know, um, setting goals, um, delivering for other people as well as yourself. I mean, yeah, there's a whole lot of, whole lot of um, foundation skills there. Um, and, and on that note, some of the questions that, that we've got are about how did university prepare you, if at all, for, for, um, for what became um, your career path uh, towards um, entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship? Okay, let me let me take that one first. Uh, I'm fortunate enough because uh, one of the courses or a couple of the courses uh, in Imperial that offers me are the lives, and I get to choose what I would like to learn. 
and two of the courses relate to uh, financial finance courses, right? Um, so, for example, uh, business law in the UK is not very helpful because I'm going to live in Indonesia. It's not relevant. Sure. Sure. Whereas uh, finance, it's something that is very relevant because, again, it's it can be copied from one country to another. Yes. And one of the things that um, I have been hearing a lot and also been asked to think when I make a decision, um, especially by my boss, Oli, is what would you do if this is your own business? <laughs> and this is actually a very powerful question uh, yes. because it puts yourself as thinking uh, as an owner. Yeah. And I wish that the university can teach this also. <laughs> yeah, so if in terms of the courses, I would say the most useful one would be the finance course. Thank you. Which is which is a, a critical transferable skill, like you said, Emma. Yeah. 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 Sure. yeah. yeah. Puchri, Caroline, any uh, what would what would uh, what would your response be to this question about the university preparing you for for entrepreneurship and entrepreneurship? Uh, in my course, uh, because I was from a law degree, so when I took that construction management, it really opens. Uh, my eyes about other aspects other than legal because we also study how to manage a project we, we study cost right. control we study scheduling and uh, that really helps me uh, to build my skills right now nowadays i still uh, uh, go back sometimes and, and, and look at uh, some of the notes uh, of course not uh, the theoretical ones but i think the practical ones that uh, the professors uh, thought it's very very helpful Thank you. Okay. Well, uh, I was I was just lucky that my university actually offered a management consultancy course. And wow. actually, um, my university actually offered a management consultancy course. Oh, that's unusual. That's yeah, excellent. and yeah. yeah, and I faced a real problem that this company faced. So we actually met a, a real client. Yeah. Uh, a UK-based company, and we worked with them for three months, analyzing their problems, finding solution for them, actually making a strategic plans for the five years plan, and right. then that course actually helped shaping me to make decisions and to have a critical thinking mindset. So right. I'm very really grateful for that. Yeah. Right. 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 So all all uh, practical practical foundation skills. And some, I mean, that's great to actually do a consultancy project. Wow. And it was just, it was so, not just a theory. So no, no, exactly. It's the practice, isn't it? It's putting the theory into practice that matters. Yeah. It's very, very well because uh, yeah. in my course as well, we, we, we've uh, handled really real cases. I think it's very, very helpful. It's very yeah. different than the, yeah. than the education here. Yes. Yeah. Very different. Yeah. Um, now, now um, another question that there's, that there's there's a common which builds on this really. I mean, this is about this is about support um, for uh, for students once they get back to Indonesia. What 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 support mechanisms have you drawn on um, once you've been back in Indonesia to um, to support you in your you know in your in, in your personal professional growth or, or your growth as um, as an entrepreneur entrepreneur. What, what support mechanisms are, do you have in Indonesia to help people? I mean, uh, sorry, you meant uh, the support system that we that we have here, so we can yes, be the yeah, entrepreneur? For, for, yes, for returning graduates, postgraduates that maybe, you know, thinking about starting their own business or, yeah, or, you know, um, going to that... Uh, uh, going to that next stage of the career where they can actually start to think about entrepreneurship and, and yeah, it's very important to have a mentor it is right. very important to have a mentor as a caroline said uh, it's always a good to learn firsthand whether you're in a corporate world or whether your uncle or your father is a businessman it's very very important to do to, to learn firsthand first so you can learn actually from the actual mistakes you don't, you don't just read it or just think, oh, I can do this. Of course you can do this, but it's always yeah. better if you if you learn from someone that already did. So you can yeah. be more efficient, especially in currently in a very difficult market. You have to be efficient. Sure. And uh, thank you. Caroline? Well, um, 
like like uh, like you said, it is true that uh, get a mentor, and then especially during span during this pandemic, you are given a lot of opportunity to learn from Zoom, and some of them are free. So take the opportunity, join as many webinars as you can, especially if you stumble upon webinars. They are talking about the new digital economy and post-COVID business and economy outlook. From sure. there, you can find the ideas that you've been looking for and how they fit into this new economy outlook. You know. Good idea. Good idea. Excellent. Well, Paul, I just wonder whether we could bring in Anvu again, just briefly. Sure. Because uh, um, we know Anne is uh, not yet decided on where in the world necessarily she might pursue her study. <laughs> but, um, but, and you're but, hoping she's been persuaded, right? <laughs> well, uh, what, I, what we didn't discuss is what she actually wants to do. And yes. whether, whether anywhere in her DNA, Anne, I'm yeah. asking you this now, do you sense there's any entrepreneurial DNA in you? And what do you hope to get out of the course that you... Uh, that, that you will do through university? I mean, how, how do you see your early years? Um, for me, actually, this webinar is um, pretty beneficial for me because I was actually go, I'm thinking about majoring in entrepreneurship, like business management. So, so yeah, um, I'm thinking that maybe internships are basically in university. So I was thinking about getting internship at a company. Mm -hmm. I'm not sure which one yet. I'm not really decided which industry I would like to go in. So I'm kind of exploring my options at the moment. <laughs> Thank you so much. Now, I was, just, I was just thinking that as well as having a mentor, um, uh, ladies, you, you know, you can also, of course, develop your skills by, by being a mentor, right? To, to other people particularly younger people like Anne Vu, right? So that's a great, that's a great way to bring on the next generation of, um, of entrepreneurs, isn't it? Hmm? To, um, and, learn, and learn some of those coaching, coaching and mentoring, develop deep, deep, deepen your coaching and mentoring skills. But uh, no, great, thanks Anne Vu. Uh, we've just got a little bit of time left. I just, wa just wanted to ask one final question of, of each of you, same question really, is, um, um, just, just one, just one lesson that, that, that you learned, just one, just one quick lesson that you learned that you'd like to pass on to, uh, to people that may be considering, considering entrepreneurship and intrapreneurship. Well, uh, from me, I think the, the lesson is, uh, never afraid to start small. Because from that small, 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 small items, it, it will lead you to a bigger. So just just relax. Don't push yourself too hard. Don't don't want to achieve something so quickly. Just right. take your time, build it, know yourself, be honest to yourself. If it's a failure, no worries. At least you try. Gucci, thank you. Okay, so uh, for me, mine is um, quite different because uh, I'm employed by a corporate. Yes. So what I can say uh, is uh, having the right support system is very important. It can be a mentor. It can even be your families, sisters, or brothers. Um, you'll be surprised uh, the, the support that you will receive. Uh, and, you know, at the end of the day, um, family and friendship, um, it's everlasting, right? <laughs> so make sure that you build a very, very good support system uh, if you take, if you decided to take the risk like Nutri said. Thank you, Emma. Caroline? I would say that believe in yourself because as I first started my business, I asked my friends around, uh, is this business a good idea if I wanted to buy this company? And most of them say, Carol, find other business. This won't work. And also when I wanted to start digital marketing, both of my investors were against it. Both of them were like, uh, we had a lot of disagreement because they are much, uh, they are from different generation. So I just believe in myself and I know that I can find solution to this. And, and another thing is don't procrastinate. When you believe that this is the right solution for um, that the world, that the world needs, you just have to go for it and don't procrastinate it. Yeah. 
what a what a wonderful way to um, to conclude. Chris, I'll I'll hand back over to you. Thank you so much, um, ladies, and and all the people that um, asked the questions as well, and particularly to to Anne Vu, who's uh, who's one of our future leaders, right? Indeed, um, yes, Paul, and and thanks for uh, thanks for leading the conversation um, over the last half an hour or so. Um, there's some very interesting things come come out, and and again, I'm I'm just I'm trying to crystallise the the thoughts. Um, each has talked about the importance, one way or another, of internship or hands-on experience or case studies. Uh, the importance of mentoring and the importance of having guidance into first jobs, um, yes. and 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 really a lot of what what has just been said is a considerable amount of the motivation that has gone into the establishment of the Britcham Human Capital and Education um, Centre. Um, we, we are creating this holistic approach where at a very early stage, people like Anne Vu can start to engage with some of our corporate members and have discussions with their yeah. HR teams about expectations and possibilities um, that they can be buddying with them on their way through their, their university. And um, we, we, can, we can help with formal or informal uh, work experience as well. Also, uh, you know, I'd like to point out um, um, Caroline's, uh, both Caroline and um, uh, Putri uh, are, are graduates of two of the universities in our panel. Many of these universities have been, uh, Britcham has been in discussion with them because they're universities that the qualifications that they're offering and the programs that they, that they have structured are structured from the demand being made by the private sector. So they're very, very relevant to, yes. to, to skills that are, are needed. Um, I, and I think uh, Putri made uh, one, one great comment. And, and I think certainly when I think back about my, uh, uh, my, my career uh, as well, she's words to the, the effect. She said that um, you, you, you've got to be prepared to make mistakes definitely, because that's how you learn. And it's the old, uh, old adage, isn't it? You know, you, you make a mistake or you fall off the bike and yeah. you challenge yourself to get back on and, and prove that you can ride. Um, so I, I, I think there've been some great takeaways. Um, uh, Ime has, has prefaced everything that she's said by, but I'm in a different situation. Um, actually, yes, Ime, I, you are, because you, are, you have a corporate structure around you. Um, but you have actually driven a business within that business since 2013 and are significantly responsible for the success that Michael Page has had uh, since its inception in Indonesia as well. Yeah, um, definitely, definitely. And through that, they're all, they're all future-proofing your careers. That's what you're doing. Yeah. That's exactly yeah. what you're doing. Um, so, so the final takeaway for me is, you know, keep asking yourself quest the questions. Um, are you enjoying what you're doing? Um, is it meeting your personal needs? And, and not simply go on one day after the next after the next, because it's easy to establish and maintain a routine that seems quite safe. But safety has a price, doesn't it? Um, what price safety? And what I sense with these three ladies is that uh, in their own ways, slightly different ways. They've taken different types of risk. They've jettisoned themselves forward and they find themselves in a great personal space. And, and that's lovely to appreciate from the three of them. Um, with that, just to say to you, um, I had a note yesterday from Putri who said that she would be delighted to offer any of our Jabodatabek um, uh, listeners, um, uh, she, she'd be delighted to send any samples of Deja Mu. Um, so when you get your thank you note from Asti, there'll, there'll be a few words to that effect. Um, let her know if you'd like some Deja Mu product to arrive at your doorstep. Um, Caroline, you're not delivering babies, I know. Um, <laughs> but but uh, uh, and uh, with, with, with regards, um, and we, we look forward to working with you, Caroline. I'm going to get, make sure my team get closer to you on, on some of our some of the British companies wanting to have market access. And, I'll be and for any, 
<laughs> and uh, for, for, for those of you on the call that are looking for career guidance and, and maybe options and next steps and doing something different, um, you, you, you couldn't uh, seek better counsel than, than through Michael Page as well. Okay, with that, Paul, thanks very much uh, for, for leading on this first uh, Human Capital and Education Member Focus Group webinar. The focus groups meet at least once a month. It's a privilege of membership. Um, if you're not a member of Britcham and would like to become a member to participate in this or our other member focus groups, which are around climate change, and there's a webinar tomorrow on your screen, um, and smart cities, then please do so. Um, I'd like to thank again the support and, and, and collaboration and participation uh, of, of a more passive nature, but also through Q&A of our university partner representatives as well. Um, to all of you, it's been, uh, it's been our pleasure to spend this hour or so. Once again, uh, Putri, Caroline, Ime, thank you very much for joining us. Thanks for your leadership, Paul. Thank you, Britcham team, for once again uh, seamlessly running this virtual event. Best wishes to all of you. Thanks. Thank you. Thank you. Bye.